Chapter 16. The Ambush. It was finally time. Mrs. Vass let us stay up late to watch a movie, but she went off to bed. We turned the volume way up on the TV. Mrs. Vass didn't mind. She uses earplugs when she sleeps. Ashwin snuck into the bathroom and filled up our water guns with his mom's perfume. He wasn't even nervous. I'll tell her I spilled it. She'll believe you, I laughed. We finished the movie and stuffed ourselves with chips and soda while we waited for Mrs. Vass's light to go off. After the little skinny strip of carpet under the bedroom door finally went dark, I could barely sit still. Let's wait ten more minutes just to be sure she's asleep, I whispered. Ashwin was all twitchy and excited from the soda too. I wondered again if I should tell him more about the nuts, more about nuts and buggies, since Milo was finally out of the way. I had been able to convince Ashwin that two skunks stole my trike because it was missing and I stank. But talking skunks? I didn't know. The minutes ticked by and telling him only got harder. What if I was wrong? I hate being wrong. Being wrong is worse than being in trouble. Let's go, I finally said. We snuck out the back door and rummaged around in the bushes for our armor. First off, we ripped apart a bunch of the black trash bags Mila brought. We cut holes for our heads and arms and pulled the bags on. Then we each ripped apart two more bags to cover our arms and legs. I wrapped silver duct tape around the, plas- uh, around the ba- black plastic until it really did look like the plate armor we saw in the medieval weapons and warfare. I even tore off strips to make a design on our breastplates. What's that? Ashwin asked. A star? Nah, it's like the spokes of a wheel, you know, for the trike. Ashwin wasn't convinced. Couldn't we have a dragon or something? Sure, Ashwin, go ahead. I reminded him, or I handed him the roll of duct tape. If you can make a dragon out of duct tape, I'll do all your math homework next week. I guess a dragon would be kind of hard. We'll be the knights of the trike. That's cool, right? We nodded and pulled on pairs of goggles, rain boots, and my mom's swimming caps. Where should we set up the ambush? asked Ashwin. I thought about that all day. I knew where we needed to station ourselves and it wasn't going to be easy. By one of Mr. Mendoza's hydrangea hedges, I said. That's where I found them last night. I think that's where the skunks keep the trike during the day. That's gotta be why Mr. Mendoza thinks we've been messing around with his flowers. Trike tracks. Oh man, groaned Ashwin. This is not good. We don't have a choice, come on. Let's get our bikes. My silver steed shined like a quarter in the moonlight. Ashwin's big sister's old old banana seat with rusty orange paint could have been one of Mr. Mendoza's squash persimmons from last fall. Ashwin said something really bad under his breath as he yanked the bike out of the ivy. Like, not just impolite, super bad. We pushed our rides down the driveway. Our armor made rustling noises and our rain boots kind of clunked against the ground, but we weren't too loud. Ashwin wobbled a little at the sidewalk when we hopped on the bike, and then we got off pedaling fast enough to straighten out. I started slow, but as soon as I zipped into the I started slow, but soon I zipped into the middle of the street. Riding steed in the middle of the night is pretty awesome. The cool air and the dark houses and the quiet, empty streets somehow made me feel huge like something even bigger than a grown-up. Nobody was around. I pedaled harder, and the black trash bag armor flapped around in my super-fast wind. 
When Ashwin and I finally passed by Danny Vega's house, we slowed down a little. I skidded to a stop at his driveway. We could do it, I said to Ashwin. Pop some wheelies in Danny's garden, pay him back for that soccer ball. We wouldn't even need to go near the trash and Danny's, d- and Danny's dumb alarm. Nobody would ever know it was us. I said that kind of hoping Ashwin wouldn't want to. Because what if we did get caught? What would happen then? Nah, Ashwin said. It would compromise the real mission. Besides, if anyone did find out that it was us, that would just mean definite war. And this time, Johnny would have to back Danny up. I know you still like him. Johnny, I mean. Even though, Ashwin shrugged. He looked away, and I looked away. Ashwin just gets stuff. Even when you think he's not paying attention, that he might not understand, he is, and he does. And he doesn't make a big deal out of it. Okay, I grinned. Let's go set up the ambush. The two of us crossed to the opposite side of the street and stopped before we got to Mr. Mendoza's house. We stashed our bikes against the wooden fence on the other side of Mr. Mendoza's hedge. Technically, we were in Mrs. Pratt's yard, but just being that close to Mr. Mendoza made me nervous. We crouched down in the dirt next to the fence. We listened and waited. I kept my eyes on the sidewalk without blinking. Even my eyeballs felt excited. Then we heard them. First a rustling came from the other side of the fence and then a sharp creak. Ashwin punched my shoulder and my armor crackled. I held a finger to my lips and then opened up my palm. Universal kid code for shut up and wait. Then we really heard them. It's time, nuts, said a gravelly voice. Yes, sir, Sergeant Buggies, manning the vehicle, said the squeaky one, nuts. After another rustling sound, I heard something super familiar, a little honk from a horn. The skunks were getting on the trike. Ashwin's mouth was hanging open. His buck teeth shined in the moonlight. I could tell he had heard them too, so at least I knew I wasn't going nuts. I pointed at the bikes, and he nodded with his eyes bugging out of his head. Maybe I should have told him, but by then, it was too late. I pulled my goggles down over my eyes, and so did he. We hopped on our bikes as quickly as possible, but in the black garbage cans, rain boots, and swim goggles, you can't exactly do anything quietly. Did you hear that, nuts? I did, sir. Two possible hostile raccoons on our left. I froze and put my foot on the pedal, ready to push off. Those skunks were not getting away from me this time. Do a quick recon and report back. A little black and white head peeked around the fence and peered into the dark. Rotting snail bait, Sergeant Buddies. I think that's a kid from the Cabello Road, and he's got reinforcements. You know what to do, nuts, said the gravelly voice. Buggies. Aye, aye, sir, bringing the stink. The little skunk whipped around on the sidewalk and did that handstandy thing again. But this time, I was ready. Here comes Ashwin. Get ready and close your mouth. The stream of skunk spray came shooting through the moonlight like a falling star. It splattered over our black garbage bags with a sound like a garden hose on the car window. I'm hit, I'm hit, Ashwin said. I wiped the skunk spray off my goggles. The little skunk jumped down on all fours again and disappeared into the bushes. Foosh! Both skunks burst out of the blue hydrangea bush, cruising on the trike. They did a quick reversal maneuver and started zooming down the driveway. 
This is it. Let's go, I yelled to Ashwin. You go around the corner and head them off. I'll follow them through Mr. Mendoza's yard. Ashwin pedaled down the block. His big sister's banana seat squawked when he went fast. Well, he was going really fast. Squawk, squawk, squawk. I took a deep breath and peeked into Mr. Mendoza's windows. There was a blue light like a TV left on, but no Mr. Mendoza. I pushed off hard and raced down the driveway after the skunks. I could see the skunks pedaling up and down, up and down. They were rolling along the gravel path through Mr. Mendoza's orchard. I ducked under a low, bare branch on the orchard's apple tree. Then I coasted around the curve in the yard's path, spraying gravel behind Steed. I saw Ashwin skid to a stop on the sidewalk ahead. His bike blocked off the end of the path. We were totally going to get them. The skunks did another reversal on the trike and turned around, but they could see me coming fast. I parked Steed across my end of the path, blocking their way. There's nowhere to go, I panted. Give up the trike. I pulled out my water gun. Yeah, hand it over, Ashwin said, pulling his water pistol out too. The two skunks looked at each other over the handlebars of the trike. I swear the big ones started to laugh at us. Oh no, Buggy said. They've got water guns. Better run for it. All right, Cabero, Nut said in a squeaky little voice. You asked for it. The skunks turned the trike around and grabbed the handlebars tight. They were going to ram straight into Ashwin. Uh Uh-oh, Ashwin said.